Guys, what's going on? Mac and Carol here. Got a podcast for you. It's called Happy Sad Talk Thing. Guess what? You're currently listening to it. If you're wondering what this show is, I find people in my life or that I want to be in my life that I think are compelling, interesting, and uh, we just sit down and chat for uh, sometimes a half hour, sometimes a couple hours. And we see where it goes. It's a free-form variety conversation podcast. Um, oftentimes it's personal. Oftentimes it's philosophical. Oftentimes it's very silly, you know. Um, talk about thoughts and feelings, ideas, you know, emotional things that uh, me and whomever I'm on the show with. whom I'm on the show with whom. I think I used whom correctly there. So, uh, if you want some hot grammar tips, you've come to the right show. Uh, who fucking cares? Whom fucking cares? <laughs> there's a small part of me that cares, clearly. Um, but there's a larger part of me that is embarrassed about not knowing all of the who-whom rules. I think I did at one time. Uh, fucking whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, I got my friend Robin Rents on the show today. Really awesome, uh human being that's been in my life we went to high school together she recently got married and i went to her wedding and we recorded this uh in hawaii at her wedding and uh i didn't bring the right equipment so we recorded it on my phone and we're sitting on uh a balcony and you can hear the ocean in the background so it's a lo-fi but vibey recording uh because you get some of the environment in there you can hear uh her son running around a little bit in the background he pops up on mic a couple times his name is ollie you're gonna get to hear all about him i think he's three and a half could be wrong about that who knows and uh you also get to hear from kelvin a little bit who is robin's new husband who as of this recording had been her husband for like 48 hours or something less than that less than 24 anyways um yeah, it was a really special trip. It was like my first like friend getting married, you know? It's it's definitely wild being in your mid twenties and people are making people are sort of becoming the people that they're gonna be, you know? They're like real lives are starting, you know. I think when you're in college, you're still like, Oh man, I could I could really go any direction, you know? And then there's like a there's a freedom to that, there's an immortality feeling to that. And, you know, you can always shift and restart and all that stuff but and it's just it is wild being like whoa people are like fucking making choices you know and it's like you know the beginning of anything you know you're like oh man maybe i'll be a a mage when you're playing dungeons and dragons or something and they're like sooner or later you gotta pick what class you're gonna be and you gotta you gotta power up your special guy make him real strong I've I haven't played enough of that game to know how to explain the rules. <laughs> but you know, you know, you're going along. You got to make choices, and uh, it's 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 makes you think about your own life, and you're like, fuck, what choices am I making? Am I making the right ones? Am I making the wrong ones? Is there right ones? Is there wrong ones? Who's gonna tell me? Is it just me? Are people gonna tell me all different kinds of stuff, and then I have to friggin' choose? That's cool and scary. Yeah, uh, great chat, though, with my friend Robin. Like, we've been very... She's one of those people that uh, has always been very close. Um, And no matter kind of where we go, we always circle back and uh, have have had a, a deep, meaningful relationship for a long time. And that's, like, fucking so nice to have friends like that, that, you know, even though if you're, if your paths don't overlap for a second, you know that they will soon enough and when they do. It will be a righteous reunion. Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, let's get to this. Uh, let's get to this thing. You know, like and subscribe to the show. Uh, you know, yeah. Just mail me a check for a thousand dollars, and uh, yeah, that's what you should do. And I love you. And here's the show. Happy, sad, talking. Happy, sad, talking. Happy, sad, talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and 
So, so, this is day two of your marriage. And Ollie is coughing into Let's make sure we the get microphone. that right in the, right in the microphone there. Yeah, that's, um, that's motherhood, I feel like. Hey, Ollie, baby, can you cough into your elbows, sweetie pie? Thank you. Nice work, you're a champion. Oh, cost of cards. Um, day two of my marriage. Is it day two or is it day three? I think, I don't know. Bad, 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 bad. Two you and a half? You got married in the, at in like the evening. At like 4 p.m. Yeah. Hmm. Day two and one quarter, one third of my marriage. How are you feeling? <laughs> um, I haven't really had any alone time with Kelvin this right. whole trip. Yeah. So it does not feel different at all yet. It actually, that's not true. It felt really different on the day of the wedding, but that also might have been the six lava flows in my system. Um, and that was nice because I got to really, really focus on him. Hey, you. Wanna fight? Hey, Oliver. Hey, you. I, I just saw two, two little things walking up, across the sidewalk. Was it a mongoose? We've Two mongooses? We've been seeing mongoose. Ooh, mongooses. Mongoose? Mongoose. <laughs> you like mongooses? I like mongooses. <laughs> We've been seeing them everywhere. Really? Yeah, and they're super, super cute. I don't think I've ever seen a mongoose. I really want one. <gasps> Can I nerd pet. out about Hawaii I'll, for a second? Mommy, I want Please. a real soft pet like that. You want a soft pet like that? You know what? Me too. If you're really good and you eat your breakfast, we'll capture a mongoose. <laughs> uh, oh, don't cough in there, baby. Don't cough on me. Um, and don't cough on me either, please. Hi! What's up, babe? And there's the husband. Um, yeah, let me finish my question. So, what? I haven't really gotten much time at all to focus on him or to talk about the future or even talk about um, the past. Or, you know, anything really. So it feels it feels the same. But we've been kind of operating like we're married for, uh, you know, a long time anyway. Because he moved in. You know, he's been Oliver's dad for almost as long as we've been together. Just because he just, like, stepped right in and naturally knew what to do and... Um, That's incredible. Yeah, it's been amazing, honestly. Because I think um, I, like, so, like, I have so much amazing praise for single parents. Um, it, is, it is so fucking hard. I don't know. I'm not, sorry, I'm not allowed to be my natural self. It's so hard. Um, and... It's not, it's not really hard in a way of like, oh, you know, there's so many things to do, I can't do it all. Because I, I could do it all. And like, when I was a single parent, like, it was, it was definitely manageable. You know, there was enough time in the day to get everything done that I needed to. Um, my energy was definitely depleted at the end of the day. And I had no time to care about myself. When I was a single parent, I was also still doing online school and I was trying to um, uh, get a job and you know there was there's just so much going on and um, a huge difference of being a single parent versus being a parent in a relationship with somebody like co-parenting um, I think is like the dynamic of or like not really dynamic it's like there's like it feels more complete because there's all these different personality traits that I have right. and um, which are important and valid personality traits and they're good for parenting and you know um, I think I'm a, I'm a good mom but then when Kelvin came in he has a very different set of unique and beautiful traits that us put together I have seen Ollie like become much more well-rounded um, because Kelvin and I are so different and right. now now like I can see all these other areas 
of Ollie like developing that yeah. wouldn't have developed if Kelvin weren't there, you know? Wow. Um, and then, and then the other way around, you know, if it were just Kelvin, for instance, raising Ollie, you know, there'd be other things that, um, I think that I really bring to the table right. that, you know, I'm really happy to see Ollie, um, Ollie getting. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really long explanation <laughs> of, yeah, we've we've really been operating like we're married, I would say, yeah. for a while. Um, and it's been great. Mm. I love him. Yeah. The end. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, not only having another, what, what another person's bringing to the table, but also, like, maybe there's an element of Ollie being influenced by you in a relationship, you know? Totally. Like you having, like needs met and yeah. like being nourished by this relationship. Oh, totally. Know, sure that, you know. Yeah, as Ollie also has that spectrum filling out, I'm sure my spectrum's filling out too. Right, yeah, which goes in, into his spectrum. Oh, that's know? so cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, that's a, I like that perspective. When did, uh, totally. When did Ollie start calling Kelvin dad? Uh, pretty recently. It would be kind of like speckled in there sometimes. So the just Ollie decided to do well we've been really preparing him for the wedding we've been like you know it's been months of us saying like hey you know we're gonna have a huge party one day and then after that party you know kelvin's gonna be officially your dad and like this is you know what that means and like we've been like really 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 talking through the whole process with him and um we how did he respond to all that (laughs) at first he's kind of like Thanks. I'm gonna go watch Paw Patrol, <laughs> and then yeah, the it took a few times, and then after that, we could kind of tell he's like, well, why are they bringing this up to me so much? This must be something pretty big. And then like right. you know, he would kind of like pay more and more attention to the words we were using, um, uh. and then he would start asking questions like, um, you know, like why isn't Bubby, you know, his uncle, my dad, or you know, like other things like that, and then. Right. And then we're just kind of like explaining, what is dad? (laughs) What is uncle? (laughs) Yeah, so we're like kind of explaining um, different dynamics of like what a family is. Yeah. Like like mom and dad. And then you can also have mom and mom and you can also have dad and dad. But we have mom and dad and blah, blah, blah. And then I have mom and dad and those are your grandparents. And they have you know everything we just really went into it and then there's also really awesome children's this books. podcast has very strict traditional family values ah so yes only mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> that is all <laughs> there are only two genders and we're moving on thank you <laughs> <laughs> also white power <laughs> yep that's what my podcast is <laughs> da, 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 da. i'm from huntington beach and that's a real problem there <laughs> Uh, no, JK, this is very beautiful and wholesome, and it's warming my heart. And yes. It's, it's so, so sick. Oh, yeah. my heart just, I just like, <laughs> I got really nauseous after saying white power. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could. It's okay. I would like to disclaim that. <laughs> I do not <laughs> only believe in the white majority. I love all people. <laughs> oh, whatever. Actually, Okay, to get, like, real deep into that real Let's quick, because Let's that's how it. I do things. Yeah, dog, um, this pod is for. That's what, that's uh, something that Kelvin and I have been trying to talk about is, you know, because Ollie isn't fully white, um, you know, we've been kind of wondering what that See, would look black. like in the future. Yeah, he's half black. So, um, we've been wondering, like, what that would look like in the future, and it's been... Like, I had a lot of, you know, like, oh, well, I have to start prepping him right now because <laughs> my teacher mind, and I'm just like... Right, yeah. Um, if I start preparing him right now, then he'll be fine in the future. But, you know, that's, it, like, being, like, a preteen, like a tweenager, right. if I may, um, is so messy and difficult that you, there's, there's really no way that you can predict how they're going to react. Um to right. any kind of self-identity anything you know like i'm sure right like yeah. <laughs> like i i'm still recovering yeah from my preteen years yeah, totally. as i'm sure a lot of adults are yeah um so yeah but 
I've just been really trying to. That's I think one thing that I, if I if there's any to all the mothers out there, if there's anything that I can say, it's like just take each day as it comes and in it. But what's easier said than done? But like to really really receive the fact that you can just worry about today and that's fine. Right. That's yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I think. Totally. Yeah, that's been. I'm happy to like have actually received that like on my heart. So, mm. um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean that's I really hope that because because when it when it gets down to it, like Kelvin is his dad, right? Really, yeah. Um, and that's I just hope that he knows that when we're older, you know. Yeah. But you can't force those things. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm gonna switch this back on you. What's well, I mean, what's like a, what's a traumatic? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Get I have in. two quick comments. Get in. Um, one that's it's just very heartwarming to see you building a family, you know, and Aww. choosing your family. Like, that's like the most beautiful part of like marriage, you know. Yeah. And, like having children as someone who's unmarried without children. <laughs> <laughs> From the outside, it's like you know because you have your family that you reconcile and and you know have you're born into you know oh right right like this this choice of a family yeah it's a very beautiful thing yeah to see that happening is uh, thank you i just i totally agree very heartening you know thank you and it's also i'm sure like like i'm sure you know every child has experiences different than that of a parent you know Mm -hmm. but also you know raising a person of color um as a white person i'm sure is like and is an extra level of that. Absolutely. Like, oh, this this person is going to have a set of experiences that I have not undergone. Right, and I really have nothing to do with. You know, like I. Um, it's it's a bummer. You know, I I have no experience in what he will experience. Right. So I have no knowledge of how to prepare him from the inside. But you'll be there for him. Yes. Because you're his mom. <laughs> Did oh, you yeah. call your mom, like, something specific? Like, was she always mom? Or was she always mama or something? When I was, like, 15, I decided to start calling her mama. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because I listened to, like, a lot of folk music, a lot of, like, Americana. Oh. And I, and I was, like, and listening. And mama is glorified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's like a southern thing or something, but yeah. I've had people tell me that they think I'm from the south based on the way that I talk sometimes. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> and it, yeah, it basically depends on what like podcast I'm listening to. Uh-huh. Duncan Trust is from the south. Yeah, yeah. I listen to a lot of him. I listen to a lot yeah. of Ben Folds interviews. He's from the south. Yeah. And so I think there's like a, a lot of maybe to have a successful podcast, you have to be from the south. That is what it is. I'm glad we got it. Nailed it on the head. I'm moving to the south for this podcast. (laughs) To take off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I started, for some reason, I was like, ooh, mama, like, that sounds nice. Ooh, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Came out, so strange. Ooh, Ooh, mama. mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what about you? Ooh, mama. I always, um, I think I always call my mom, mom. And then I heard somebody from high school who like only ever called her mom mommy and I was like they must be close and I don't know why (laughs) and then like it like sent me into this like uh downward like um spiral of thinking like I must not be close with my mom so I'm not calling her mommy right and it was just so strange and then yeah I'm like just figuring out that it's just different for everyone (laughs) once again still recovering (laughs) from teenage years yeah what were those teenage years like for you um they were all over the place i was so many different people in teenagehood is this before we met just all of it you know yeah i would like like for all of it because i met you i guess when i was like 16 because you were the year under me is that right something like that yeah and um yeah all of it was so strange um I think, can I, okay, can I get, like, vulgar and gross? Absolutely. Okay. I think it might be, I think it was especially, especially (laughs) uh, difficult for me 
because or like my own experience felt difficult to me because I started my period so much younger yeah. than any other girl that I knew. Yeah. Um, I was nine. So I <laughs> was like already like deep into weird self-identity hormonal right. like yeah. tornadoes. Before any of your friends were. Before any of my friends were. And then that led to me um, naturally ostracizing myself. Um, right. And then just like deciding that like that's who I was, was somebody who should be ostracized. Um, yeah. That sounds way before I was even 13. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> and then teenage. Yeah, so it was it was just funky. Um, so I would say the beginning of it was uh, gnarly. Really gnarly. Um, and then with the own weird family dynamics that you and I talk about all the time, you know, like... Um, and just not even realizing like how much like alcoholism like which there isn't in my fi- like in my parents but how they were affected by their own alcoholic parents yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um it, and then that was brought into here and it's then a, you know uh, all the family weird disease stuff that it's affects a, everyone in the family absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah can i ask are any of your parents like would you say they're alcoholics or yeah they are in my i think that they have alcoholism to a degree you know yeah okay um yeah you know i say that without judgment um and i'm sure they really disagree you know (laughs) Um, i think that they're wonderful parents but yeah yeah. they are uh i think that they do suffer from alcoholism yeah they're they're functional people you know totally they go to their jobs and they like show up to work on time yeah you know they were definitely like in those aspects like super like, my mom was, like, soccer practice, you know, yeah. drive you, pick you up, you know. Like yeah, she was yeah. Like, had all that stuff down. You yeah. Know? And in a way, I feel like that is almost harder to recognize uh, the disease of alcoholism. Yeah, because yeah, if you're not, like, alone in your room and, like, missing your job and, like, getting fired from things, then right. people are like, are you even really an alcoholic? Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's things to point to being like, I got my shit together. Yeah. You know? But... Yeah, the emotional experience for me very much was that. Do you want to say hello to the podcast? Yeah, yeah we're recording a podcast. You want to be on the podcast for a sec? What should I say? <laughs> this is Calvin. Say anything British. How are you feeling, man? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. This is Calvin. I'm feeling tired. And I'm in Hawaii. Hey. <laughs> Incredible, okay. man. Dude, how's your, uh, how is day two of marriage? Sick. But like, Sick. Uh, we haven't we haven't actually had any time to like sit down and like. I talk. said the same thing. She said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it doesn't feel it feels the same, but it doesn't feel. <laughs> I said the I look, same I look, thing. I look, I, look, I look at my ring and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding happened. The wedding happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you two know. I I right, I'll be back. Thank you, man. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, man. I don't know <laughs> how much of this I'll put on the podcast, but yeah, that's totally. I uh, just my mother really likes impressionist paintings, mm. um, like Monet, mm. um, and I was like thinking about that the other day. I was just like very reaching for a metaphor. Mm-hmm. But, which I do for everything and everything I look for metaphors and I feel like I'm more in tune with myself that way but maybe yeah. I'm just an asshole but either no, way we like arts yes period yes <laughs> yeah uh, impressionist paintings are like you know like from far away you can make out the shapes and stuff right you know but then when you get close like it's everything's kind of blurry yeah and there's there's not these really like Defined connections between things. <gasps> that is how I felt like my child. Oh, I love it. You know? I was very hyped on that metaphor when I stumbled into oh. it. I was like, oh my god, it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm yeah. the same exact way. So, and then, and then my sisters, I have like, you know. What kind of art did they like? More serious alcoholism issues. Yeah, um, definitely. What art did they like? Oh man. If any. My sister Sam was very into, like, the rave scene. Yeah, uh, okay. So 
she was like very into techno, you know. And, right, right. She was into Dead Mouse before Dead Mouse Five. The Dead Mouse Five men <laughs> before uh, you know before any of my friends knew yeah. who he was. Yeah, uh, Afro Jack. You know, mm. she, she was very involved in the scene, you know, which is also a very drug related scene. Totally. You know? um, and then my other sister was really into. Uh, she was really into like. Bands like All Time Low, you know? Oh. Kind of like 2000s Guys, emo pop punk. I, hey. I, I can't reach my friend. <gasps> Where's your friend? Well, we need to fix that we right get now. Where's this friend? Zuma Mackin is on the case. Let me just explain this to the podcast listeners. Um, for any of you who are Paw Patrol aficionados, which I'm sure you all are, my son is Marshall and Mackin is Zuma. Thank you. <laughs> so we have Braca, Froggy, Gorilla, Marshall, and Elephant. <laughs> oh, man down. Watch out for the ground. <laughs> I tripped on it. Hey, what was the song we were singing yesterday? Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, would you be my husband and look at my butt? If you be my husband and you look at my butt. Not if need a husband and we'll look at my butt and then look at my butt. Or something like that. <laughs> something about being a husband or needing a husband to look at your butt. Which is really weird. If you are my husband, then you look at my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I need a husband, need a husband, need a husband, need a husband, then look at my butt. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. Was so good. And then we became uh, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. <laughs> From New York. <laughs> hey there, it's me, Jack Johnson. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Just alternative Jack oh, Johnson impressions. So good. Yeah. Those are fun. And then Hello Goodbye cover band, but in all Aloha, Hawaiian. Aloha. 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 So I think Aloha, Hello Goodbye is like one of the bands of my sister. I would, I would think so. It's yeah. Definitely in that. Yeah. You know, Panic of the Disco. Yeah. Type of shit. So that was my yeah, very emo y. Her boom box mm-hmm. when we grew up. Oh my god. CD player. CD player boombox dog. Amazing. Truly a skill that I am really sad that I mastered and did not have to know in the future. Oh, how to operate CD technology? I was so (laughs) excited when I learned how to burn CDs and like make CDs for like me and my friends. I was like passing that. I was like, I made the CD for you. Yeah. And then they were like, oh my God, cool. (laughs) And then it never was brought into the future. Making CDs, I feel like it was a really special time yeah I feel like I've never made a tape because we didn't grow up with tape technology I don't know what exact how exactly (gasps) it works you used to make CDs I totally forgot about that oh yeah all the time dude it was the best I forgot about that it was so fun dude and so did Momo I had lots of CDs from you and Momo you'd like write the names of the songs and then you could like write like a description like how you feel about the song yes oh dude it was the best you could put like self made liner notes in there oh my god it was the greatest it's so this is a very personal like, it, gift to give yes. someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Now we do Spotify playlists, which are it very is, convenient. Yeah, but it's... You don't get to draw on the Spotify playlist. <clears throat> I feel like the tape thing in particular, too, would be special because it's... I don't know if it's like people tape stuff off the radio, so you had to like wait for the song. Oh, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Or like tape it off of like a record or something or... I don't know how that worked. We had like two tapes, and but I feel like it was definitely a lot more involved of a process. Yeah, yeah. And you had to <laughs> have a certain amount of stress into perfecting it. Yeah, and then yeah. Like, put yourself on the tape. B- back in my day, <laughs> records were just horses. <laughs> <laughs> you found a cup. Thank you so much. Thank you, Oliver. I appreciate you. It's, it's all empty. Yeah, it's I drink, empty. I drink all the coffee. Wait, is that your coffee? I also drink my coffee. 
Hmm. What's your favorite thing to drink? Watermelon chalk. Watermelon chalk. chalk. Awesome. Mm, drinking you chalk. Can, <laughs> you can tell he's making a joke by that look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my favorite joke that you said yesterday, Ollie? It was when the car horn honked and you said to everyone, you said, I thought the car farted. Or no, 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 it was, I thought the car pooped. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> He's so throwing good. his head back in so comedy. Um, I have to include my favorite one that I told you. Um, when I he was like, when he was like two years old. And he was going like, woof, woof, woof. Like, just like, kind of like being a, you know, little thing. And I was like, oh, what are you? Are you being a puppy? And he looks at me and he's like, I'm not a puppy. I'm a bad dog <laughs> eating trash. <laughs> I, thought, I have, I have I to show was, you that. You just show me what? Oh, he's showing us being a bad dog eating trash. Um, nom, nom. Wow, it looks like he's doing a hard workout with you. <laughs> can you can you explain to me um, the chair tattoo? The chair. Well. As I told you yesterday. <laughs> my father was a chair. Oh, those are, uh, that's my medication, my friend Oliver. Hey, Ollie Paul, can you put that on the seat? That's a very special thing for Mac, and he needs to know where it is. Oliver, stop. I know you heard my words. Oh, Sorry. thank you for giving them to Mac, and that's kind. Sorry to take a fun thing away from you. <laughs> but I need them to be happy. <laughs> I'd rather to not be sad. What is it for you? Medication? Is it, is it to not be sad or, yeah, or to a, be happy? It's an SSRI. Okay. Um, so it's a selective serotonin, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Uh -huh. Basically, my brain is a big bathtub, you know, and uh -huh. serotonin floods in and then it floods out very quickly for me because I have a big old drain in my brain. Mm. And then what serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor does <laughs> makes the drain smaller so that I can, like, use the serotonin that my body like makes for longer at like a regular oh yeah like a normal okay thing, yeah but the effect of it is um i was very afraid of it at first you know yeah um i was like dude i'm like i'm an artist <laughs> i need depression <laughs> well there's that aspect of it too but then there's also like oh do i want to like mess with my heart like that's my whole thing dude <laughs> And I thought it was going to be... That's my brand. <laughs> That's my brand. Um, and I thought it was going to be like have this like numbing effect that would make me less of me, you know? Mm. Like a watered-down me that was fit Ooh. for this earth. <laughs> wow. But all it did is, is it just like raised the ground floor so that like oh. my depression couldn't go to the, the depths of the depths, you know, that are harder to get back from. So there was like this... Now there's this like buoy... That kind of keeps me, you know, I can only go so far under now, which is nice. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like more of myself, and I've been like Do a you? Yeah. Amazing. I feel like, when I'm depressed, you don't want to fucking write any songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I think that's like a dangerous myth that people use to rationalize keeping themselves in miserable situations. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm like way more productive. Yeah. <laughs> like, without uh, crippling depression. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have depression? I'm sure I do. I'm yeah. sure. The thing is, I don't know what I have yet because I went to counseling with Kelvin. And we went for five sessions. And then um, we were going to be moving to Portland. So, you know, we were going to be moving to Portland. We were saving for the wedding and everything. And so we, <laughs> like, thought let's not go anymore because we need to save the money for the wedding. Um, but I'm sure we'll go right back into it. Um, yeah, I, I love hearing <laughs> about my other friends like diagnoses because I feel like there is so much validation for them. Like, Oh, I also have that probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, what you just described interests me. I'll probably bring that up when I go back into counseling and then, yeah. Um, my friend, uh, she, ha she just, she's being like, kind of like figured out 
to see like what she has right now but they think it right now might be um i'm trying to remember what it's called i think it's oh uh pmd um so premenstrual oh pmdd uh premenstrual dysphoric disorder so it's like um there's like two weeks out of the month right before your period or after your period if it's pre or post or whatever um depending on like when your emotions get like the gnarliest like before your period um that the way that our hormones go um so how she described it to me is that right before her period her hormones get so out of whack that she for like the two weeks will just like plummet into like a depression that she like typically like can't bring herself out of yeah and she was every month so half of her life is spent depressed and then the other half is usually spent just like being a normal person and um it's so funny that like now that she's been like starting out the steps of this diagnosis because like i definitely like looking back i can see that like it would be you know half of the time or not half the time but like a lot of the time where she would like not be able to pull herself out of like things that like she would a couple of weeks later say oh that was so small like that I'm so silly you know why was I like that kind of and um so she was always going back and forth with herself and she I'm sure it must have felt like she was totally crazy because she was going back and forth like with you know these feelings of being like brought like so low and um then a couple of weeks later just feeling like why was I like that you know and so then her therapist was able to, since she was going Guys, to counseling. Hold on, on Thursday. I hear you. One second, baby. Um, she was able to, since she was with her counselor for so long, the counselor, like, was making notes of, like, when during the month this, the, the depression was happening and when it wasn't. And so they were able to figure that out. Um, oh. And. So tight. Yeah. So I feel like I would love to get in on that. Um. Right. Because I don't know. I have I've been trying to like record it myself about seeing whether if there is a time of the month that I feel things more than others, but um I'm not sure. I think I think what I'm experiencing is probably a big mixture of a lot of things. Right. And I would it's love so hard to know. Right. I would love some clarity. I'm really looking forward to the day I have clarity. Right. Yeah. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Big dramatic coughs. Yeah, it's weird that it takes a diagnosis oftentimes to have, like, a level of, like, compassion for the self, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think with a diagnosis came this thing of, like, oh, it's not my fault (laughs) all the time, you know? Yeah, right, which is silly. That, that sock is, is a dirty sock, but bro. I can see in your eyes that means to you to throw it over the balcony, and that is not what that means. Thank you. Can you bring that back inside? Oh, is that an armband? No. With a dirty sock? Dirty nice. sock, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, dirty sock, ma'am. Is that to, um, Postman? It's that some song. I think it's by the Beatles. Oh, Taxman. Ah! Yeah, I'm the Taxman. Yes, totally. Sock, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah! Amazing. Uh, Yeah, like, it's weird that we don't... Because there are other, like, parts of my neuroses, you know, that I'm always, like, punching myself in the face for, like, ah, like... Can't believe I have this thing. Yeah. Can't believe my brain, my heart is this way. You know. But for some reason, if there's like a doctor that says like, "Oh, yep, you're that way," I'm like, "Whoo!" Thank Phew. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like this forgiveness that happens. Yeah. Know? And it's just interesting, like all the suffering that you can create for yourself. Yeah. Based on like shame and stuff, you know. I want to highlight that exact thing that you're talking about. Um, that kind of forgiveness. 
because I've been experiencing it so much and I really just want to talk about it. Um, Please. The, that same forgiveness is, I think, um, what I felt in preparing for my wedding, um, in, you know, my own body identity um, issues and also what I was talking about in being a mother. Mm. I think that's probably one of the most important things that I need to learn and I'm working on learning and I want other people to learn is that that forgiveness Mm. but then let's mix it with a little bit of because you know how I just have so many people in my family who are not millennials (laughs) and um, they think that we're too forgiving of ourselves and too validating of ourselves yeah (laughs) Um, so I mean, but I think it's so important. I think it's so, so, so important because through people actually, like, truly forgiving themselves, I think they're mo- able to move on to, like, having, like, a bigger sense of initiative of right. over, you know, little things in their lives. I don't really have an example for that. I hope that makes sense. It does, definitely. Yeah. I think sometimes I have this fear of, like, well, if I'm not super mean to myself all the time, then I won't get anything done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is big ol' lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's interesting because it stems from this, like, deep mistrust of the self. You yeah. Know? And then, like, left unregulated. Totally. I totally. Will be bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I've been trying to work towards lately is just, like, trusting myself. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah. I mean, especially with alcoholism stuff, yeah. like, realizing, like, oh, I got my thinking has been distorted by the family disease of alcoholism. Right, 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 you know, right, right. And I, like, need to work to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, shouldn't, you know, like, there's definitely distortions in my mind. Yeah. But also, I don't know, it's tricky, you know, but yeah. being like, oh, it's okay to, like, trust myself. Myself, yeah. Um, there's also something interesting I've learned as a preschool teacher about how curriculum has changed and about how preschoolers were taught when we were growing up and before that and probably a little bit after versus how they're trying to do things now. Um, The idea of self-regulation in the social, emotional, you know, sphere of development was really, really, really not even there. Um, You know, like we didn't, as preschoolers, learn very much about Um, (laughs) self-regulation. And I can remember... Uh, you can totally this is whack but I can remember hearing somebody um, say that they were thirsty when I was like six or seven and I was like wondering how they knew that whoa (laughs) because I was like just like so left out of being helped from like trusted adults to right. to like point to and name or identify and then regulate myself. Right. Um, telling you, telling other people what you need. Yeah, helping, you know, like, hey, like, if you're feeling this, you're probably thirsty. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, other things like that. So, um, which is just so crazy to me. And I remember like really wondering how they knew that. And then um, being able to like just kind of like experiment with my own like feelings about like oh that probably means I'm thirsty so I like taught myself like that which is so strange maybe there's something wrong with me maybe you're supposed to already know you know like maybe there's supposed to be a connection there that like tells you oh you you know what but I but I don't and I didn't um yeah and so that's what I love as a preschool teacher is my that's like my favorite part of the day is um, being with all the other kids and helping them, like, oh, I see because of your face and because of what you're doing with your body, you look angry, you know, or I see, um, you know, or and it doesn't always have to be with negative, like helping them work through negativity. I also really like helping them name positive stuff too, like, you know, yeah. and everything in between um, because it's all important, you know. Um, and so that's that's my favorite thing to do as a preschool teacher. I love it so much, and mm. I have such amazing, amazing um, kids, and it's my favorite. I love hanging, I love hanging out with kids. It's you're so, so good great. at it. I love it. Like you're so gentle and patient and caring with Alia. Like it's like extremely heartwarming. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Here he comes to hit hey. you with the sock. <laughs> <laughs> 
dead, a dead person? A dead dad! Oh no, <laughs> this is tragic. <laughs> Last night at the um, at the luau, Ollie got really concerned when that guy died on stage. Oh, at the show. Did you hear him? He's no. like, what happened to that person? And Kelvin's like, oh, I think, um, I think he died. <laughs> and then Ollie's like, oh, you know, and then it, it was so interesting because then Ollie was like wondering, like, when is he going to come back to life? And I was like, now in this, in the middle of this new out is not the time <laughs> to explain. Shoot that robot. Shoot that robot. Robot. <laughs> Can you put the gun in your pocket? Oh, he didn't even listen. Um, this is, they're being very mild right now. They have the same energy, and when they wake up in the morning until when they go to bed, they play together like this all day long. <laughs> and it's very nice. But sometimes when Kelvin's tired, he's like, we need to get him some siblings. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, kids. kids yeah. Um, yeah, I love I love being a preschool teacher. I think it's the best. Um, I did not want to be a preschool teacher um, for a long time, and then I was doing it as a way just to make my dad happy and get a degree. And I was like, shit, I love this. <laughs> So now I'm doing it, but then I think I'm gonna. Oh, yuck! I think I'm gonna be mixing, uh, you know, a lot of my passions pretty soon, and I want to start writing children's books yes. and like illustrating them because I feel like that will really make me feel like so whole and complete. You've been. I remember you saying this a long time ago as well. Did I? Yeah. What What, what did I say? I you have. I don't have a lot of memories that I wish I did. Right. From killing my brain with drugs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember, I think it was around that time uh, that you were telling me that, that that was a realization that you had, that that was something you wanted to do. Was yeah. Write, children's write, books? Write children's books. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm so, so into that idea lately and, like, excited to have, like, a passion, like, to make it happen again. So, yeah. What, do you, what about you? Is that, like, a thing? Wanting to write children's yeah, books? Yeah, because you teach children. Or like, or, like, write children's songs or, like, something. I don't know. I don't think about it. I, th- I think it, it would be really fun to make, like, a kid's album at some point. Yeah. You know? Just because so, just I love, like, being silly and making up songs with kids, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, it's interesting because that is, like, more of, like, my day job, which is, like, an interesting way to frame it, you know? It's like, <laughs> Well, it's it's like not your like, real job. <laughs> it's like, no, dude, I rock. The kids are like, it matters to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love doing it, and I'm, like, really excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. But it is also, like, a, uh, you know, what provides, like, stable income so that I can, like, follow my true path. My real dreams. But yeah, like, you know, I can fund <laughs> my records and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy, I really do enjoy the work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What are your other bandmates' day jobs, if you don't mind me asking? Some of them do that as well. Um, Carter works at a tennis shop. Sarah is an assistant to uh, a writer-producer. And she also teaches. And then we all gig as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like individually or... Individually. Like, do you do, like, solo? Yeah. Or, like, side. We're, like, playing for other artists. Yeah, cool. Side musician thing. I feel like that's much more common than I realized yeah, it would be. Yeah, that's how, yeah. like, a lot of my friends, that's how, yeah. There's a lot of that work in Los Angeles, which is yeah. really nice. Um, yeah, and guitar player works at a coffee shop as well. We all have, like, five or six kind of various gigs. Things yeah. to pull it all together. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you some really depressing scary questions what happens if it doesn't work if, it, if I if I'm not big in the biggest band ever yeah <laughs> what happens if you're not the next Michael Jackson <laughs> terrible example uh, I have 
such a nice time, you know, the whole time. Good. Yeah. Like, I think, I think about this, like, I thought about, like, oh, what if I lose my hearing, you know? Oh! <laughs> and it's yeah. like, like, I, uh, <laughs> like, I think if I lost my hearing and I had to, like, radically shift life directions tomorrow, mm. I don't... If you lose your hearing tonight on the airplane? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would be so sad. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's most of what I do is listen to things, you yeah. know, and use my ears to make things. Um, but it's like I enjoy it so much and it like fills my heart so much that it's like it's all been just if it doesn't you know it's not like oh man like if I feel like I, I enjoy the process so much like the process oh, is so fulfilling good and there have been these like landmarks along the way that have been really like rewarding you know like so like if I had to stop right now and I like made one record with my band and I made some EPs and like we did like a tour, you know, and like we played all these shows, like all of those memories are not made more or less valid. You know, they're not like But if you yeah. make it big or right. whatever that because, means. Exactly, really. because yeah. that's such like an uh, that's such a an undefined thing, you know, and mm-hmm. that target always keeps moving, you know. So it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. to think about like Oh, when does my experience as an artist become valid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and like, is that's it, good is that it you when it pays already all have your thought bills? about this. So oh, much. I think about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it when like when it pays all your bills? Is mm-hmm. it when like you know you have X amount of monthly listeners on Spotify? Yeah, you know? yeah. There are all these like landmarks, you know, that I'm sure are very fulfilling and I'm definitely like striving towards them mm. but that's sort of like the the zen of it all you know yeah. is to be like pushing forward but also try to be like content where you are you know? yeah yeah um very cool that I think is all true for everyone in, in all mm-hmm. types of paths you know yeah um and there's definitely anxiety and I definitely there are days where I'm like well this is all a joke and I'm just a big joke and everything sucks and I'm dumb and I should get a real job <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I smell like garlic. Also, I smell like garlic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not hurting anyone, you know? And, uh, I think that I am, like, nourishing my own heart and then, you know, hopefully putting that out there. Mm. You know, and so I I feel good about making my way through the world like this. Mm. You know, um, good. And then sometimes my ego is like, I want to be a big rock star, <laughs> which is you know I want to be successful. But it's you're definitely thinking about you know what success means to you. <laughs> you know, yeah. There are definitely just like certain people that I look up to. And I'm, yeah. I'm okay. Thank you. Do you want a coffee? Yeah. Oh, hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey, first time you drove in America. Hey. Yeah, right side. You are alive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's really good. Do you think about that? Do you have, like... I do. Goals that you're, like... Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, when I... um, When I initially got out of the bad relationship that gave me all over. <laughs> right. Um, I was so inspired by powerful women who were, like, speaking out against all these, like, domestic violence, like, whatever things, that I was like, I'm going to be that. Um, and then for a long time, that's, like, what success looked like to me, was becoming a big, powerful um, speaker with a huge flat platform and following and all this stuff but um i i'm actually really happy that i've moved away from that and i that's not what success is to me anymore i actually feel like success to me now is much more um domestic if that makes sense like i i feel i feel hugely successful right now in my job um i think i am an awesome teacher I think I'm going to be working towards becoming a director or an owner of a school one day, and I know that I can do it because I know that I'd be good at it. Um, And so that's kind of like a thing that I 
am working towards. And then, uh, yeah, like I just mentioned, um, if I write some children's books and if somebody buys them, nice. And if it changes a kid's life and it becomes their favorite book, rad. If not, whatever. I had fun writing a book. <laughs> and yeah. um, I know one kid's going to read that book. Otherwise, he's not going to <laughs> bed with any supper. <laughs> um, yeah, and and then we really... Well, I think what success will be for me will be um, seeing Oliver and all of our future kids um, truly happy, you know? Um, I hope to give them the tools that when they start coming to that age where they have want nothing to do with their parents that they make good choices and they stay true to themselves throughout the whole process that that will be success i think to me and um that and also like having a house you know in a place that we like and just being able to have fun together yeah uh success will be seeing other people being genuinely uh, happy and knowing who they are and being able to have fun together, you know? I think, <laughs> and, like, I'm also prepared for, like, going on family vacations and having my 11-year-old being like, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> but, because I think that's just, like, a part of, like, growing up, you know? But, like, I just hope that there's, like, a real connection in the family that's that's success to me like my own personal version so yeah and i i think i can really attain everything that um i just described so. yeah oh true happiness you know it's uh, like really cool and serious anyways <laughs> i saw somebody um on one of those like surfboard jetpacks and they're incredibly loud yeah yeah but they still look fun and i really want to do pardon me mr jetpack man i'm trying to have a conversation (laughs) jetpacks are not allowed how do you know have you been on one Hmm. jetpacks just they they just turn around they just turn around i guess you're right that's really all they do is go where you tell them to. Hey, Ollie, do you like the pool or the ocean better? The pool and the ocean. The pool and the ocean? And the water. And the what? And the water. Oh, and the water slide. Yeah. Hey, come here. Can you come talk about the water slide? Can you tell people what it was like? It was, it was really twisted. Really twisty. Yeah. Did you and, go, did and, you go underwater? Mm-hmm. Without floaties. Without floaties? You're such a big kid. Don't bite that, 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 that. Can you sing a song for everyone real quick? Too much nervous energy. <laughs> But yeah, dude, it's a big question, like, how do you want to live your life, mm-hmm. you know? What is a life worth living, mm-hmm. you know? What is it that you can offer to the world, yeah. you know? Hey, what do you think about global warming? Fake. No. Well, guys, thanks for listening <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> What do I think about global warming? <laughs> oh boy, it's so sad, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very overwhelming. I think a lot about like powerlessness mm-hmm. and as far as like, to what extent are these forces beyond my control as an individual, you yeah. know? But also it's like, okay, what can I do, you know? And even if, you know, uh, buying a glass bottle instead of a plastic bottle. Right. Maybe that's not gonna save the world. <laughs> right. But, you know. That pisses me off because it's like the plastic the bottles world. are already being made. I know. So how the fuck <laughs> is me buying that one? Yeah. I mean I think like the only way to basically a lot of the like Al Anon stuff, yeah, which yeah. is the like growing up in 
or you know having alcoholism affect you from somebody else's alcoholism and then it gives you this condition you know yeah I think part of it is like uh, an overdeveloped sense of responsibility yeah um, you're like trying to see <gasps> everyone all wow the time. wow you just Fucked me up right now. Okay, go more in that. Okay. And, well, sometimes I think about that with, like, I, it, sometimes that translates to, like, world issues. Yeah. And obviously wow. it's, like, it's great to care and, like, we should participate in democracy, you yeah. know? And, like, we should try to, like, be as active as we can in, in like, social causes and things we believe in. And because there's, like, a great history of people rising up against impossible circumstances and changing the world right you know um so it's so, not impossible right so i don't want to be like well that's out of my hands <laughs> but also you don't want to like excuse me put, put that I kind of pre- my plastic uh, yeah so it's i don't know i feel like part of it is like the shame and the guilt are of no use yeah you know so like try to help when you can try to vote the right way because that's ultimately going to create so much more impact than yeah cleaning up peanut butter jars is ever going to do. Mm-hmm. Not that that's, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. Maybe I should do that. I need to look into more specifically how <laughs> LA recycles and what they're recycling. and Because yeah. you know, every city's different. Basically, you know, it's overwhelming. Beach, it's you can worth... do whatever you want and they pay other people to go through all the fucking trash and separate it for you. I didn't know that. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Apparently China's not buying our trash anymore. What the fuck? Some other countries maybe are. <laughs> Basically, it's... Why would they buy our trash? They used to buy our trash. I forget why. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. It was something they could, like, resell it. They could. Oh, they would buy our recyclables, and then they could, like, make recyclable products and then sell them. Oh, know? I love that. But I don't think it's profitable for them anymore. I don't know. Basically, it's overwhelming, but I feel like, you know, you should, like, not let it ruin your day yeah you should also try to help <laughs> what do you think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean wow you just honestly because like maybe humans die you know maybe we're up. supposed to die you know like maybe it's not supposed you know? to die <laughs> like maybe you know That's like so funny we just <laughs> we finally get to wow flying cars might actually happen and then we die <laughs> <laughs> well i just think We've like you know <laughs> Like everything is uh, temporary, and maybe that including includes humanity, mankind. Ah, yeah. I don't like it. And is that, is that the worst thing? It's you know. Yeah, it's uh, the thing is, um, hey, do you remember when like the Dakota pipeline access stuff was happening and all that? I wanted so badly to go to be there to protest, probably selfishly just to be a part of it, but um, you know, I wanted to go and like to like, you know, be just an extra person if maybe that's what it took to like. You know, of course, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Demonstrate and support the people that are right, there. Right, right. But during that time, I couldn't because I had a few-month-old baby. Yeah. And I was feeling really upset. And then that got me thinking about, um, yo, I can't, like, do very much of the, you know, radical protesting that, like, I wish that I could have um, because of him. And then I started thinking, well, wait. Like, I can't, like, like, now I care so much more about the future because, right. like, I don't want Oliver to die because there's, <laughs> you know, there's... Because of some dicks that were like, mm, uh, styrofoam. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, now I'm, like, so much angrier and, like, like stressed out, um about the future than I even was beforehand. And I feel like I've always been like a very like save the whales kind of person. So I'm like looking out here and like shit. Like I just I just really hope that there is something that we can do. But I guess Yeah. I guess there might not be and nobody can control it. Oh yeah. Yeah there's like an element of like what is beyond our control. But yeah it's it's truly incredibly heartbreaking to think that like decisions made by large corporations in pursuit of profit will take beauty and life away from other people that didn't make those decisions right like that sucks yeah it really does yeah you know did you hear one of the coke brothers just died 
What's that? What the Koch brothers just said? Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. That is good. And he was the last bad guy on Earth. <laughs> nice. We won! <laughs> Wait, I was going to say Power really to quick. humanity. <laughs> there's, an, there's a name of a punk album. I forget who it's by, and I haven't heard it, but the name of the album is Joy as an Act of Resistance. Ooh. And I think about that a lot as, like, that there is, like, a radical act to, you know, having a fulfilling internal life, you know? And not, wow. like, signing out and just being like, figure it out! Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you can help him, but also, like, you know, maintaining personal satisfaction and, and not letting, you know, vampires uh, elsewhere, like, yeah, ruin, yeah. Your, ruin your day. Yeah. That's kind of punk rock and awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Anyways, those are those are my thoughts. That's good. Wow, I like that. That's really good. My friend Mia would be very happy that you said that. I think, but that's a different topic. Anyway, um, yeah, I I think that's probably my big takeaway from this. That you just you like I you really just shook me up with that overdeveloped sense of responsibility stuff. I'm like still spinning like. Trying to process that. That's so good. We can I talk like. more off the podcast about that stuff. Yeah, uh huh. But yeah, I think everything will be fine, and also we can't control anything. So let's go have fun. Yeah. Very good. Robin, thanks for making time to be on this podcast. Thank you for making time to we have can me sit on the here podcast. for forever and talk about a million things, which we usually do. I'm really happy that Next. you had me here in Hawaii. Like, this Thank is you so a, much for coming. This is a we'll, this we'll remember serious. this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, you know, We've cemented what was already an epic lifelong friendship. Totally, even more. Yeah. Did you have fun dancing? Dancing that was maybe my favorite part. Yeah, that was the greatest. You're a beautiful fluid goddess. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was amazing watching you. And yeah, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. High five. Love you, Robert. Love you. Welcome to the Happy Sad Talk thing. This is my podcast show where I like to talk to people about what makes them happy, what makes them sad. What makes you happy, man? You just got hit on the head. <coughs> Aww. Hey, what makes you happy? Like punching. Punching? Nice. And you beat up the bad guys? Yeah, nice. he's pretty strong. Ollie, can, yeah. you, can you really quick show off your muscles to Zuma over here? Nice. Woo! For the podcast listeners, Oliver is showing off his muscles. <laughs> Ollie, what makes you sad? What? I'm asking, what makes you sad? When someone was punching me too hard. Oh. Someone's punching you too hard? I guess some bad guys, you know, really put up a good fight, honestly. Mm. That's fair. Some of it. Really? That made me upset. I bet. Oh, I'll tell you what makes me happy when you share your food with me. Yeah. It always makes my heart so happy. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.